0: This week we start a new series called Living in the Divine, and we're talking about how to actively be with and respond to the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, this series is going to be um, especially important uh, now and this season, as as we 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 always want to engage more with the Holy Spirit and, and learn more and 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 have deeper encounters. Uh, but but for many folks, you know, that happens. And in a large community, uh, whether it's in gatherings or, or in homes and, and different types of services that we just don't have the same kind of access to now and we can't do it in the same way. And so we're going to be looking at how we, uh, you know, how we engage with and respond to the spirit, um, you know, individually, but also in, in, in our virtual spaces uh, so that we're still encountering God at, at, a, at a deep level. Uh, In a couple weeks, uh, a couple weeks into this series, uh, we're going to talk about kind of the the, the classic vineyard prayer, come Holy Spirit. And we're going to talk about its roots, where it comes from, what it means for us today, and how we're going to use this prayer um, just as part of our regular language to, to to engage with the Spirit. And so I just I, I want to give you a little teaser there because that's going to be coming in a few weeks. So to start, let's look at our scripture for today. It's John 14, 15 to 27. Now, it's a long one, so follow along if you can, if you want to read with me um, or if you, uh, you know, to be up on the screen so you can uh, you can you can check it out. So Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commands and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love them and, and, and show myself to them. Then Judas, not not Judas Iscariot said, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will, be, will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. so that's this is like one you know one long passage that we're looking at, but it's actually part of a, a a longer passage this is uh what what some call the farewell discourses um in this part of john and so this this is kind of a, a series of conversations and that's what this is this is a conversation that Jesus is having this isn't a teaching this isn't a sermon this is a conversation that Jesus is having with the, with his disciples in a home in someone's home and and so what what we have here is 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 a discourse going on that that jesus is is having this conversation with his disciples, and uh we're actually going to actually unpack this and and over the next two weeks, so uh we're going to look at the scripture again next week but focus on something else but today we're going to be be looking at kind of this this eternal union God Christ and me, God in Christ Christ and me and so I have a question: Have you met Jesus now I know that's That that might seem like an odd question. But have you met Jesus? Not have you learned about and know about this guy in a book. But have you met Jesus? You know, meeting with Jesus is a tremendous experience that stays with you. You know, there's certain people I've met over the years that... As I sat with them, as I dined with them, it left an impact on me. Like it it was a particular type of encounter that I had with that person. And that 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 encounter stuck with me long after our time together ended. For better or for worse, it's actually happened in both ways. But there are times when I've met people and, and there was a particular type of encounter that stuck with me. And so I ask again, have you met Jesus? When is the last time you've hung out? Have you ever? Has it been a long time, maybe? Maybe you feel like it's a pretty regular occurrence, but is there a new side of his face that he wants to reveal to you? Are you thirsty? So Jesus says in this discourse, I am in my Father you are in me and I am in you. And so I want to look at kind of three orientations that we can uh, explore in this, in this union that Jesus is talking about. So the, one of the first ones is Jesus in the Father. Now, we can understand this idea of Jesus in the Father. We can understand it intellectually, right? We can understand it from, from a theological point of view of, of like understanding that, okay, Jesus is in the Father. Jesus is the Son of God. We can kind of make these connections like, okay, that's cool. That's important to know. That, that, is, like, that, that is important information. But how does that help us kind of connect with the Trinity? And then the second orientation we have is, is Jesus in me. And this is a lot what, you know, Dan talked about this last week, but this idea of like Christ and me. You know, one scripture, the Christ in me, the hope of glory, which is, you know, we look at this, you know, at the time of conversion. We look at this when we think about like Jesus working in me. You know, Paul says it is it is in Christ because of Christ who strengthens me. And so when we look at Jesus in me, which is one of the things he says here, we look at what he does in us and how he strengthen us and how he transforms us. And that's an important orientation. So these two are very important. They're important because Jesus said they were. And so then we have the third one, which is you are in me. I in Jesus, I in God, me in God. How do we how do we orient this? How do we how do we picture this? How could we walk into God's heart. How can we like actually enter into God? like so this isn't necessarily about like us, but, like how can we enter into God himself and just rest there? How can we, as one word that can be used here is, is reside there, live there, and just be in God? You know, if I, if I drink water, that hydrates me, right? We all, we all need water. And so if I am thirsty, I'm going to drink water. And that, that water hydrates me. And Jesus says that he is the living water. And so he hydrates us. He fulfills us. He transforms us. But to be in God is like, instead of me drinking the water, it's like me going into the ocean, Q Oceans song right now for everyone in your minds that we've heard five million times. But it's me and you being into this ocean of God, overwhelmed, taken over. That's a different kind of experience. That's a different kind of knowledge of God. That's a different kind of encounter. And I want to ask us to pursue that, to understand that, to live that. Now, you know, worship is probably going to be—you know—musical worship is going to be the, the the prime example of this kind of uh, of this kind of encounter with God, of being in God. But given the context of this conversation that Jesus is having with his disciples. Can there be more? Now, there's nothing wrong with musical worship, obviously. That's something we value highly, you know, in in our church and and in many churches around the world. What I am saying is there's a place of being in God that extends beyond that. Now, for some, you haven't experienced God even in worship. And so there's going to be a journey for you that that we're going to walk down. But in general, there's going to be a place of, of, of entering into God's rest, entering into God's being that creates an encounter that we have not had before, that goes beyond a moment and events and a song. So I want us to seek Jesus and what it means to be in Him, not just Christ in me. Yes, that's important, but not just that. What does it mean, God, to be in you? And that's not an answer that I can give that works for everyone. That's a journey we all have to take. Those are the questions that we have to ask. Those are the doors that we have to knock on and ask God to respond to. Jesus says in this in this passage, as I live, you also will live. What is this? What is this life? that Jesus is saying to his disciples, as I live, you also will live. He says, I don't give as the world gives. The world is stingy. Jesus says, I give in abundance. I give you more than enough. I don't just give you peace. I give you my peace. This is what it means to be in that union with him. His generous nature that just overflows us. You know, it can be easy to feel alone when no one is around and you're all by yourself and you can't leave. For some, you can feel extremely alone with even loved ones all around, but somehow still feel isolated. Jesus says in this passage, I will not leave you as orphans. I will not leave you defenseless. I will not leave you without someone to look out for you. I will not leave you alone. And so, our quest here, my push here, is that in the midst of deep loneliness, That we would find a way to be with God, to be in God, that he would quench that thirst for intimacy, that he would overwhelm our souls and and, and our broken hearts of being alone so that we can actually experience what it it means to, to, to not be alone and to never be alone again. I mean, can you imagine that? To never feel like you're alone again. This is that union that that Jesus is is, is talking about. Jesus says later in this passage, I think verse 29, maybe that he's telling them this in order to deepen their belief in him. He says, I'm telling you this because I want I want you to have a deeper belief in me. Which begs the question, where do I need to deepen my belief? And this isn't necessarily kind of a linear thing. I deepen my belief, so therefore I can be deeper in God. But it's, 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 it's this circle that, that, that happens as I spend more time in God, as, 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 as I seek his presence and his wholeness, my, my belief is deepened. And, and 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 the reverse is also true. As I deepen my belief, I can find my way into God. It doesn't happen through forced action, though. And that's what often happens is out of desperation, out of loneliness, out of thirst, we try to force our way to having something, to have to getting something we need of, of being with God. And, and what he's saying is, I'm here, I am waiting. You don't have to make it happen. Because he said on that day it would happen. That day, when Jesus says that day, he's talking about is the day of his ascension. And so that's, that ascension has already happened. It wasn't the end, it was the beginning. It was the beginning of us able to enter into his rest. Because I live, you also will live. It's more than a belief system. It's more than a statement. It's our life constantly being infused with the life of Jesus. And the life of Jesus exists in God. Let's look at a a practical tip. We only got one today. What part of your faith needs to be deepened right now? How could being in God Help that part of you grow. In prayer this week, search for God in this way. He says, when you search for me, you will find me. When you search for me with all your heart. Search for him to overwhelm you like a notion. Search for him to take you in. You know, like we experience in worship, but also in new ways. It's not about you being strengthened right now. It's not about what Christ in you will do. It's not necessarily about hydrating. It's about being taken over. And so let's meet with Jesus again, or maybe for some of us, for the first time. If you're listening right now and and you find yourself searching for this kind of encounter, you find yourself searching for someone to love you, to bring you a generosity of peace and intimacy, and you're wondering if Jesus is that person for you, and, and you want to walk into that, I, I want you to to pray with me. So let's pray. Jesus, I want to know you. I want to seek you. I want to be loved by you. I know I've done wrong. I've I've, I've wronged you. I've I've wronged others. And I want to turn from that and be close to you. Be made new by you and be loved by you. Let me walk with you today and be caught up into your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, Connect with us online. We, and one of our pastors would just love to, to talk with you and connect with you and, and talk about what that means and, and what the next steps are. And so at this time, we're, we're going to just spend a, a moment in prayer. Now, as, as we pray right now, I, I know you might have a lot of stuff going on at home. There could be kids running around, thing, things happening all over the place. And so you can always pause us and come back, but let's let's pray and, and we're just going to we're just going to wait. And so as you reflect on everything you've heard today, I just want you, look, we're just going to wait. Come Holy Spirit. Father, we want to be caught up in your glory. We want to be overwhelmed by your hands. We want to rest in you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord give you his favor and grant you his peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. We love you. Looking forward to to, to seeing you next week, uh, whether it's here or online. Um, Have a great week. uh, and We'll see you soon. God bless.